Okay, we are back. Welcome to Grind Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bounds, and we have a brand new pursuit. We have a very special guest with us tonight, uh, Lana Jarvie. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Helen. Thanks for having me. Okay. So, looking into this case that we're here about tonight regarding your sister, Jeanette Robertson, who was murdered January 19, 1983. Tell us the good stuff about what you remember with your sister. Um, Jeanette was um, like a bright way of sunshine. Um, just, I never knew any, I didn't see anything um, pessimistic or anything like that. To me, granted, I'm, you know, biased a little bit, but she was just a great person. Uh, she would do anything for anybody. Okay, so now that's that's the memory that you have of your sister. Let's go back to what happened. Um, January 19th, I was living downstate in Michigan at the time, and I had just gotten out of the shower, and I was seven months pregnant. And there's a knock on the door, and I open the door, and there are two state police officers there, and they told me that I needed to call my mother. And I thought, you know, of course, anybody shows up, police officers show up to your door, you immediately think, okay, something's happened somewhere. I didn't consider murder, but so I went next door because I did not have a phone and I called my mother. My brother answered the phone and he said, uh, Jeanette has been murdered. And I said, you know, that's not funny. And he says, I'm not joking. And that's how I found out. So when you figured out that this wasn't a joke, what was the next thing you did? Um, got a hold of my husband, told him that my sister had been murdered, and of course he wanted to know how, but, you know, at that time police aren't giving up anything, so I couldn't tell him. And uh, got the kids around and drove up to my mother's house. So at this time that you drove to your mother's house, uh, was the police there or any, any investigators? No, no, it was um, me, my husband, my kids, my mother, um, Jeanette's husband, her kids, and my older sister and my brother. Okay, so when did you guys start getting involved with the investigation regarding your sister's murder? Oh, I'm going to say probably about 10 years ago because everybody thought it was solved. I mean, I did. I, I never heard anything at all, nothing. Nobody ever talked to me um, back then. Not that I would have anything to say, but, you know, they didn't ask me about Jeanette. Um, I know the police officers put my brother through the ringer because he lived with my mother in the same, you know, area where Jeanette was murdered. Um, I don't, I think they questioned my mother. I'm not sure. Um, she never talked about it. She refused to talk about it. She refused. Okay, so your mother refused to talk about it. Now, why did you think that Help us understand, in the listeners, why you thought this was solved. You know, when, when, you're, when you're growing up, you don't ever think that you're going to have this happen to you. And it, it was just, like, surreal, you know. Um, and then, of course, you watch all the crime drama shows on television, and they get solved in an hour. And yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know how she died. They would not tell me because I was pregnant. I wanted to see her body. I went with my mother to the funeral home. They refused to let me see her, which really upset me um, because I was pregnant. And I, I just, you know, I, I had, I guess, a lot of confidence in the police that they were going to get this solved. 
because, you know, it gets salt in an hour, right? Right. Yeah, because that's but what the movies tell you. that's not the way that works. Right. <laughs> right. And, you know, my mother never communicated anything with me. Um, the police didn't communicate with me. Nobody communicated with me. And I thought it was solved. Okay, so did you, you know, set your mom down and say, hey, let's have a conversation. What's going on with my sister's murder? Well, you have to understand my mother. My mother was uh, probably about four, uh, five foot tall. You did not mess with my mother. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you just didn't. Um, that was not um, something that. You did. You would wind up on your rear end on the floor. Okay, so is there was something that you could have said, hey, Mom, do you know anything? Can you give us an update? Yeah, every time we talked to her or I tried to talk to her about it, she would change the subject and say, I'm not talking about it. Okay, so she didn't want to talk about it. Did you see her, the detectives, talking, coming to the house to talk to her or hear about it? No, anything? no. I lived downstate. I would come up every weekend to see my mother. Okay. That. You know that I wasn't. I wasn't involved in. I am. Yeah, I wasn't involved in anything. Didn't you find that kind of odd, or did you question that in your mind to say this something's not right about this? Not really. Unfortunately, I didn't. Um, I. I really wish I would have. But again, um, you know, I'm raising children and trying to get on with my life, and it just. I put my faith and trust in the police. Okay. And, and I completely agree. <laughs> Some cases you can't always do that. But, you know, here you're trying to be a good law-abiding citizen. Well, you know, now so. I know that was the wrong thing to do. Right, right. <laughs> so that's why I said what I said. Uh, it don't always happen that way. So right. years go by, you know, what is your suspicion? What happened? You you said you got involved in the case t just 10 years ago. Well, I was um, I was living in Wyoming, the state of Wyoming at the time, and my daughter called me. And apparently she had been on the internet and she just for grins and giggles looked up my sister's name and she found um, a topics forum from Reed City or Michigan or wherever that you know they were talking about the case and it wasn't solved and she called me and she says mom this isn't solved you better do something okay so her and I started you know looking at the topics forum and talking to people on there and there was you know people that we got a hold of that could give us some information and I reached out to the detective, the original detective on the case and emailed him some questions and he came back with, well, I don't know who you are, so I can't answer these questions. Give me, you know, your, uh, by that time I was living in South Carolina when I did that. Um, give me, you know, I, uh, I need the, um, IP address of your computer. So I can answer these questions. Well, the IP address, the computer belonged to my husband, so but we weren't married at the time. So how would you know? I didn't get any. I, I got nowhere with the police. Nowhere. So you didn't get anywhere with the police. Uh, did you try to start your own independent investigation? Most family members do, or hire a private we, investigator. We did. We did. But see, the problem in Michigan, this is a, a an active cold case, and. They were getting tips, whether they were, you know, not follow-up or leadable tips or whatever. They were still getting tips, and every time a tip comes in, it's never going to be closed. It's never going to be so I can hire a private detective or somebody to come in and look at the case because yes. they flatly refuse to let somebody come in and look at the case. Yep, that is the tactic uh, these days that these detectives use, and I, think, I don't think it's right. Um, it isn't. Because... If they're not working the cases, 
then they should welcome private investigators coming in to, you know, give a hand, especially, especially if they're hired by the family. Well, I, I had a really good one um, volunteered to come in. He helped catch a Golden State killer. Oh, okay. And the Michigan State Police flatly refused. Wow. That was two years ago. Okay. So flatly refused. So what did he do any other investigation or did he just said, Hey, I'm done from there? Did he do any looking into or any excessive digging? No, no. It's you know, I mean he offered to come in and recreate the crime scene and um go over all their notes and things like that with a fresh pair of eyes, but they said no. So at this point, you know, this this happened in nineteen eighty three. So do you or your family have any clue? Of what happened to Jeanette Robertson? I do have a clue, um, but it's not for public to hear. Okay. Okay. I understand that. Um, so let me ask you this. is Do you have anything that would lead you to believe a person or persons that is involved with your sister's murder? I have ideas. I have no concrete evidence. Okay. Are you willing to talk about them? Um, I I, I, I mean, it's, complete, it's completely your choice. I, You know, you don't have to. I, I have probably four suspects. Okay. Are they family members, friends of the family? No. Okay. No no, friend, no family members. Um, you know, I, I keep hearing your husband did it. I, I saw that man. There's no way that he could have done what was done to her. No way at all. None. And I don't care whether she was having an affair or not. He was having an affair or not. Because he's having an affair doesn't make him a killer. Well, who said that it was your husband, the police? No, her husband, not mine. Oh, her, her husband. husband. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Excuse me for that. Her husband. Well, the husband did it because he was having an affair, and Jeanette wouldn't give him a divorce because she was Jehovah's Witness. Well, why kill her in the middle of the day Right. at her work when anybody could have walked in? I mean, this town that she was murdered in back then was like you blink and you'll miss it type town. And it's surrounded by national forests. If you wanted to kill her, I mean, they lived together, you know? Right. There, there could have been some other way, but I just, um, yeah. Okay, let's talk about where she was killed and what you do know what happened. Well, she was killed in the basement of a gamble store, which is a pet department, and um, it was very brutal, very ugly. Uh, there's a monster running around Reed City. <laughs> um, it was in the middle of the day. They had two trucks come in, uh, or, uh, you know, talking, and she was down in the basement. And the basement is made of stone, so nobody heard anything. No, nobody heard anything. Nope. And I went down to that basement. You can't hear, you can't hear anything from upstairs. Okay, so who, who found her body? Uh, one of the workers did. Okay. And no one seen anybody unusual hanging around or nothing no. like that? No. Um, that's, yeah, that ties into my four suspects. Okay. So did the police even discuss with your mom or have your mother even said anything regarding of a suspect? No. So I'm trying to understand. Help me understand here, Lana. I, it's I, like a black hole. <laughs> well, but what I'm trying to say, Lana, I've done so many of these cases and I've had hundreds of mothers reach out to us, you know, saying, Ed, can you and your team help find who killed my son or who killed my daughter? I mean, they will be up till two or three o'clock in the morning doing whatever it is they have to do trying to find out. And I'm not seeing, I'm going to be honest with you, Lana, I'm not seeing this with your mother. I know, I know. And my sister's um, children don't want to be involved in this. 
Um, not that I blame them, okay? I mean, I kind of do, but I don't because, I mean, they were seven and nine when she was killed. They had to go to school with people. They had to, you know, listen to all the stuff about how their dad killed their mother, you know, the gossip and this, the innuendos and the stuff. And I, I don't blame Alvin for leaving. I really don't. Because I used to, I, I live in this town. <laughs> I know what it's like. And I don't blame him. He wasn't from here. He was from Georgia. That's so, where his family was. So he was an outsider. Yeah. And I don't blame him for leaving. Well, I, I wouldn't, I don't blame him either. But uh, how was he during the course of the investigation? Was he very cooperative with police? Was he oh, yeah. really trying to yeah. find out who done this or what? I don't know if he so much if he was trying to find out who did it. Um, to me, I only talked to the man. I only said like five, four or five words to this man all the time that he was with Jeanette. I mean, they were married for quite a while. Jeanette ran away from home when she was 15 and got married at 18. So, you know, she was with him for from 18 to 27 years old. Um, there's there's just no way, no way that, that he was lost. He, he was just lost. So he um, he wasn't considered a suspect or nothing? He probably was, um, because he had come down to that basement three times that day, which was very unusual. He was laid off. Um, I have my own theory about that, but I can't go into that. Okay, and I understand. So the day of question, he was down in that basement at least three times. Yep. And so at that point, at this point, you have reason to believe that he had nothing to do with your sister's murder. Am I correct? I know he didn't. I, I know he didn't. Okay. Okay. Um, Jeanette was a Jehovah's Witness, and I don't know if you know anything about them, but um, the, the husband is the head of the household. He, what his what he says goes, it's law. It That's the way Jeanette was. Um, if you were visiting over there and Alvin came home, you had to leave because it was family time, dinner time. That's the way that was. He didn't raise those children. He had no part in raising them. Jeanette did that. He had no idea how to raise kids. Now let's talk about, you said earlier, of something regarding allegations of an affair. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, he was supposed to be having an affair with a babysitter. Um, and when they left Michigan to go back to Georgia, the babysitter went with them and they got married. So afterwards, he goes and he gets married to the babysitter, right? Correct. So, and then they get divorced. Okay. They have two children. They get divorced, and he marries another lady. Yeah, that's the way that went. <laughs> okay, so now we're we're at three wives. Am I correct? Am I am I on the right? Yeah, path? actually, he actually he has five now. He's been married five times. Five times. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That. But but the ba the babysitter is dead now. Um, and both uh, one of her sons are too. They died of mold that problems. Mold problems? Yeah. Are the are the other wives still alive? As far as I know. Okay. I'm trying to understand, you know, the, the history with this guy. Five wives, that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, I don't know. I've been married four times, so, you know. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I've only been married once, so... Um. Yeah, I, I I tried it once, and it it didn't work out, so it, I wasn't in no hurry to try it again. So I, I'm just, you know, five, that's a, that's a lot. Have there been any type of abuse com that that had anything no. to do with this guy? No, nope, none. When Jeanette ran away from home, she was 15 years old. We were living in Hinesville, Georgia. Okay. My father was, um, I don't remember if he was retired from the military then or not. Anyway, 
um, she left home because of uh, physical and sexual and emotional and psychological abuse. That's what us children went through. Um, so she ran away from home. She went to Alvin's house. She lived with Alvin's parents till she was old enough to get married. Okay. And so I know in my brain, in my heart, that she would not run to somebody that abused her. She wouldn't. Okay. There's, there's no way. There's no way. Okay. So nope. that wouldn't make that wouldn't make sense. I mean, you would know you're a sister. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. Right. Uh, but I mean, you have said on numerous occasions, you know, you pretty much know it's not him. Right. So has her kids, you know, after all these years, even tried to wonder, or they just swept it under the rug and just said, "Hey, I, I don't, I don't want to be involved." I mean, what's going on with that? I, I don't know. Um, they won't talk to me. They were. I asked them on the phone when I was living in Wyoming when my daughter first told me about this. I got a hold of them and I said. I'm going to pursue this. If you have a problem with it, you know, you need to tell me now. I was told, no, we didn't have a problem with it. And two weeks later, there was no more contact. None. My brother is the same way. He doesn't want anything to do with this. Wow. So it's up to me and a handful of friends and my daughter. So, okay. So everybody's just hush hush except for you. Don't you find Pretty that, much. don't you find that a little odd? Um, I, I do, and it's very frustrating. I would love to have, you know, some more backing from my family, her family. I, w I would love to have that, but um, that's not going to happen. So I might as well just keep doing what we're doing. I have uh, I have a friend, a childhood friend of Janessa's daughter's helping. I have my daughter helping. Um, a couple of people that have joined in helping. So, you know, they organize the walks and they're for support. And there you go. Okay. So what are the walks been about? How, how many of those have you had? We've had eight. Okay. Any, eight. any new information or anybody asking questions? I have no idea. Um, the police do not tell me anything. They won't tell me anything because it's an open and active case. Um, anything that I get, if anybody tells me anything, I give it to them. So you, you've been, you know, giving them information. You've been, you know, working with them, but yet they're not working with you. I mean, doesn't that be a, doesn't that get a little frustrating? It, it does. Um, it gets extremely, extremely frustrating, and I'm not one to close my mouth. But um, if I open it too much, I might get arrested. <laughs> So okay. that would not be good. Right. I, I completely understand. Believe me. I completely understand. I, you know, I would, I would, there, I would love to be able to sit down and I know that I have been lied to by the police already. I know that for a fact. May I ask how, how and, you know that? Um, are you going to put it on the air? <laughs> well, if you don't want it on there, never mind. <laughs> but I just I, thought I, I, don't. I, I okay. Well, then we ain't gonna go there. I just thought I'd ask, but go ahead. Um, it, I, I personally, I think that if a, uh, a family member is cleared of whatever, um, they it should be illegal for them to lie to them. I'm sorry, you know, I I, I really do. Um, 37 years later, I get interviewed and get told, oh, Jeanette had a diary she wrote things in. And I got told 37 years later that I need to remember what's in that diary or this case isn't going to get solved. Okay, I'm sorry. Can you remember what happened 37 years ago? Oh, I can't even have remember what happened three years ago, let alone 37. I can't either. <laughs> right. But by the time they left, I was a mess. I, I 
I was going to go get our gun and kill myself. Seriously, I was a mess. My husband was very upset that they did this with nobody here. You know, it just, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I'm a strong person, but you, you don't do that. You don't do that. Well, I mean, I agree. No, you don't do that. But this case, being this many years, uh, it's a long shot that it'll be solved. I mean, because there seems like there's nothing to go on. And it, I mean, obviously, you're not getting much cooperation from the police. No, we're not. And um, what bothers me, I guess, is they think that we're stupid because we're civilians. We don't have police training. What they seem to forget is every one of us are mothers. Absolutely. And there isn't anything worse than a mother. Uh, they make the greatest detectives in the world. So, you know, um, if things aren't right, they know it. And I Absolutely. know there's something that's not right. I know this will get solved. It will. Oh, I, know you're, that you're, I know it will. Oh, you're saying it will get solved? I, I, yes, I, I truly believe it will get solved. May I ask why you believe that? I mean, I believe you that, and I'm optimistic, but sound like you're confident. Can are you willing to share? I, I, um, I, I can to a point, I guess. Uh, to me, the the advancements in DNA that they are making are growing leaps and bounds, and um, that's how it's going to get solved. Okay. Because you don't kill any you don't kill anybody without leaving something behind. Well, I'm, I completely agree with you. You are right. You are absolutely right. So evidently, you guys know something that I don't know. But you're <laughs> right, though. I, I agree with you. You are so right. I'm I'm just sitting on something right now that. Well, I hope I hope whatever it is you're sitting on, I hope it's what is needed uh, to put this put sure this that, case to sure arrest. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be that big, but. Um, for me it is because it gives me some validation that I've been being lied to and, um, there's going to be some answers given to me or they're going to get a lawsuit. Okay. I get it now. Okay. I get it. Well, good for you. I'm glad that you, you know, you're fighting like this, Lana, because there's so many families that I talk to all the time that they want answers. They want justice. And, it just seemed like the cops, the police officers, detectives, whoever that's involved in the case is just, you know, they're just so rude. And, you know, I, I don't want to talk to the family. I don't want to talk to anybody. And, and they have nothing. And they some won't even return phone calls. And, well, I, I have that problem. Well, yeah. So you've been down that road that I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I have. But um, the, the, the detective now, there's only two of them for a cold case, but they're not on their cold cases all the time. Um, and we had seven unsolved murders in this county. Okay. Going back to 1979. Have they solved any of them? Um, no. Uh, one detective was assigned to every one of them, and he never solved any of them. Do you think any of those other cases could be connected to your sister's case? No. So you believe this is just an outside, I mean, uh, you know, it's outside of what the other murders that took place in that community. Yes, unless we have a serial killer that's killing people in different ways, but I've never heard of that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't. I don't think I have either. So you know, if if that's the case, then we have a serial killer, but I don't think so. Okay. But the the detective that we have now, um, when you know, when I email him, he will call me. Um, we we have talked, and he does try to. Explain explain things to me, but um, the explanations aren't good enough for me. I understand. It's like, it's like a, you know, he's putting up a brick wall there and saying, well, we can't do this, we can't do that. Well, really? Seriously? Why not? You know, are your legs broken? 
Yeah, I understand your frustration, Letta. I really do. So now that you uh, you have an attorney, you got things, some things together that you're trying to keep rolling with the investigation. What's next? Where do you go from the year 2020? Oh, I don't have an attorney. Oh, okay. Well, I assumed you had one when you said that you know. it would be a lawsuit. So I, I thought you. Oh, there will be, but I don't have one yet. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Um, I'll probably get a visit from the lieutenant again. Um, I don't know where we're going to go from here. Um, usually when, when we have the walks in January, we try and have them right around the time that Jeanette was murdered and we walk by the place where she was murdered. The girls that are in our little group, we usually do a lot of brainstorming to see where we can go next, what we can do to move this along. But there really isn't a lot because we don't know anything. You know, they, we have nowhere, no, nobody's pointing us in the right direction. Well, at least you guys are still fighting. You don't have a whole lot, but, you know, at least you're still fighting after all these years. Yes, and when I'm dead, my daughter will take over. Wow, you guys are amazing. That is, that is just awesome. I mean, I don't really care if the person that did this is dead. I, I really don't. All I want to know is why. Yeah, you're, you, you, you and your family want closure, right? I want to know why. I, w- I want to know why this person is allowed to walk around and, and be alive while Jeanette's not. What gave him the right to kill her? I, I don't get it. Well, okay, Lana. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and talk about your sister's case. Well, thank you for I really, having me. Yes, and, and I applaud you and your daughter. And don't give up, even if the police... Have you frustrated? Don't give up. Let our listeners know about your sister's Facebook group and how they can find it. Oh, she has a Facebook page. Um, it's Jeanette Robertson. And um, there is also a group called Who Murdered Jeanette Robertson. Okay. So you you got a lot of participants in this group, right? Yes. And there's another one called Justice for Jeanette. Okay, so they can find that on Facebook as well, right? Correct. And I'm not, I mean, I'm the admin on all of those pages. Um, I'm not on Jeanette all the time. So, you know, if anybody has any information, they can, you know, send a private message. Um, I'm not guaranteeing that I will see it. You know, it might take a day, but I'll see it. Okay. Eventually. All, <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Great. Well, thanks for being on. Guys, we have run out of time, and we want you to go to our Facebook page, Crime Pursuit Podcast. We will interact with you, me and my team. And if you want to go to our Instagram, we have Instagram as well. Please come visit us, like us, follow us, and interact with us. All right, until the next pursuit, have a good night.